I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. I'm like a very intricate stack. There was a werewolf on our porch swing holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy, like a tent pole. But there's nothing there. And I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes. <laughs> this little boy told paranormal investigators, apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to harass a toddler. <laughs> so that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. I don't know why I thought that was not live. <laughs> I thought that was recorded for some reason. I'm wearing your dip, the, like real headphones today, and it sounded so recorded. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Everyone is confused right now. Apparently. You're confused. I'm confused. It's like, why are we doing an episode right now? And I'll tell you why. We are celebrating Haunted AF's 1 million yes! download. Finally! Girl, yeah. I seriously, I was going to go out and get us like party hats and horns right. and stuff. And I didn't because I okay. suck. But yes, as of last night, we that officially so exciting. have had over 1 million downloads. Woo! And we were trying to think of a really cool way to celebrate. Right. And it just happened to be that one of our favorite podcasters, a friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. Laura Krantz, is just now releasing season three of her show, Wild Thing. We actually spoke to Laura. Yeah. It was 2021, late January. And we're huge fans because season one was about Bigfoot. Season Mm -hmm. two was about UFOs. Today is her launch day. She oh, is it really? Launched yeah, it is. season three. <laughs> I can't tell you how grateful we are that you took the time because I know you've got to be swamped today. Yeah. And I've already been listening to it. Season three, Wild Thing Going Nuclear. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. And I'm very excited to be here. I love talking to you guys. Um, you have a fun show and a good rapport. And Aww. I'm thrilled to pieces to be here. Well, it's just so exciting when you listen to a show and you love it. And literally, yours is like one of the few podcasts that I listened to one episode episode and then I gobbled up all Mm -hmm. of it. I just listened to every single episode and then to reach out and to have you respond and be like, yeah, hey, let's talk. That always just makes me so happy. And especially to support another female podcaster and someone who's making excellent content. (laughs) Thank you. And already listened to the very first episode today. So tell us a little bit about this. This season is, it's a little bit of a switch. It's about nuclear energy, but it comes from the same place that season one did where I have this sort of personal connection. I grew up in a town called Idaho Falls, which is in uh, southeastern Idaho, and it is about 45 minutes away from what is now called the Idaho National Laboratory. 60 years ago, it was called the National Reactor Testing Station. And this is where the government was testing all kinds of different nuclear reactors because we were trying to figure the science out. Like, Our real first experiences with nuclear came with the bomb Mm -hmm. and we didn't, you know, we wanted to figure out what materials worked. So they were doing all these experiments out there. And in 1961, one of these experimental reactors blew up and it killed three men. And it is still the deadliest nuclear reactor accident in American history, but nobody knows about it. 
Almost Mm-mm. no one talks about it. If you ask someone, what's the worst nuclear reactor accident? Everyone's like Three Mile Island. Mm-hmm. Nobody died in Three Mile Island. Wow. Um, it was still problematic, but this is far and away worse. And what's interesting is I didn't even hear about it until I was an adult. And I grew up in this town and people I know work out at the lab. And my dad was a sophomore in high school when this happened. And it's one of those things that I just didn't hear about. And when I did, I was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. So I'm curious, is this one of those things where they didn't talk about it on the news? The day after this accident happened, there were headlines in all the newspapers, like everyone was covering it. But I think it had to do with the time period, early 1960s, pre-Vietnam. This is really pre-Watergate. People kind of trust the government. There's a level of transparency and trust that's going on that I think if this had happened 20 years later would have been a completely different story because our relationship with government and experts and science had shifted. And if it were to happen now, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the response would be. Yeah, that's Um, back when the nothing to see here, folks, move on, still work. And then we also now have an element of social media to things, which probably makes it worse. Right. Right. Because, you know, the story can get twisted in a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's not to say there weren't rumors that there had been a love triangle and that one of the men had been sleeping with another man's wife and in a fit of fury and sadness had destroyed the reactor, killing himself and everyone else in it. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, On purpose. There is absolutely nothing to back this up. But this rumor has held on forever. The New York Post last October ran an article with the headline, was this nuclear reactor destroyed because of a love triangle? Yeah, like people love this rumor. And the story is inextricably intertwined with the story of the explosion. So it's it's kind of fascinating. And again, I didn't hear about it till I was an adult. And you would think this would be the kind of thing that everybody would still talk about. The other part of the reason I wanted to tell this story is because now, 60 years later, there's all these new styles of reactors that are being created. Mm -hmm. We're trying to figure out how to have enough energy to power the modern world, how we do it cleanly, how we deal with climate change and try and get off of oil and gas and things like that. So new nuclear reactors are being built at this Idaho National Laboratory. And for the first time in 60 years or over 60 years, my town, Idaho Falls, will be on the receiving end of one of these newer nuclear reactors. I'm kind of like, all right, It's been 60 years. I am sure the technology is way better than it was. We've come a long way. It's got to be, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. But we're still human. We are the unstable element in this whole thing. How much do we really... I know nothing about how much do we want to know honestly well we probably You're should know a learn lot. so much <laughs> <laughs> I, I i totally believe you but there's just a little part of me that's kind of scared well, yeah well, and i think that that is totally normal i think a lot of people feel that way because when we do hear about reactor accidents or these kinds of things mm-hmm. they really stand out but part of the reason they stand out is they have so infrequently. Mm-hmm. Like we hear about airplane crashes all the time and mm-hmm. it's sad and we're like, oh, that's a bummer. And like, do I want to fly? But then you get back on the airplane and you go to the Bahamas and you have a great time and you don't think twice about it. Nuclear reactors, the accidents there happen so infrequently. And actually the accident that happened at this reactor back in 1961, it opened a lot of eyes and they realized that there was a fundamental flaw that they then needed to make sure that none of the other reactors out there had this problem. So it did actually add some level of safety going 
forward. Everything that I think of about nuclear energy, uh-huh. it's mm-hmm. black and white. Yep. It's like, yeah. oh, that sounds like a really great thing that we'll never be able to harness and we're just going to kill each other mm-hmm. with. Like, there's mm-hmm. no in, in between. between. But it's because I have a 100% limited knowledge. I learned more just in the last 20 minutes listening to your episode one. <laughs> Seriously. But also the realization that if we are going to get to clean energy, mm-hmm. we got to think about this stuff. We have to fit. Yeah. We have to know what we're getting into because it is happening. So, do you still live there? I don't. My parents do, though, so I go home pretty often. Okay. I was just wondering if it kind of freaks you out a little bit to know that that's so close by. Not really. Okay. And it's funny because growing up there, like we knew they were doing nuclear stuff in that area. I went to college in Washington State right near the Hanford nuclear site where they were building plutonium bomb parts during World War II and, mm-hmm. and during the Cold War. So there's all kinds of like waste left over from that. And then now I'm just down the road from Rocky Flats, which is another one. I've been surrounded by this stuff my whole life, and I haven't really thought about it all that much. Since your first two seasons were about paranormal things, Bigfoot and UFOs, have you gotten any pushback from original fans for not doing something spooky this season? Yeah, I've gotten a little bit. People being like, oh, I'm not all that interested in an industrial accident, or I hope you're going to go back and, you know, do ghosts or the Loch Ness Monster. Mm. I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but if you listened to both seasons all the way through, you see that it's really about this intersection between science and society and like these ideas we hold on to and these myths that we have and how those actually bump up against the science and the facts and how we make those two sides of things kind of work together. It was a story that I really ended up being fascinated by. And I wasn't initially sure that I was going to do this as a podcast. And then I was like, there's just so much information here. It's just rich. And so I wanted to pursue it. But for those of you who are not fans of this season, I will probably be headed back in the other direction again for season four. I'm really glad that you did this. And also, if you listen to enough podcasts, you start hearing the same stories over and over again. I've never heard this story. I've never heard anything about it. And it is fascinating. And you're so good. You're such an excellent storyteller. Like, I listen to you read recipes, honestly. I can do that. I have a really good chocolate chip cookie one. So since your first seasons were about Bigfoot, UFOs, Uh um, have you found any other evidence or heard of any other stories since that really got your attention? I've been wanting to ask you that. Has anybody reached out to you with, oh, I got this Bigfoot call or, oh, I got this video of a UFO. Have you gotten anything that really stands out? I have gotten some things, but they don't really stack up. <laughs> oh. um, but I know, I know. And I, you know, I love it that people reach out to me and are like, I saw Bigfoot and then they'll send me a photo and I'm yeah, like, no. uh, looks like every other Bigfoot, Bigfoot. photo I've yeah. ever seen. Which isn't to say that Bigfoot is not out there, but we still, you know, we still need that evidence and proof. It's interesting you mentioned the UFO stuff because they actually had a hearing this morning in the House uh, of Representatives about I saw that. UAPs. Yes. Yeah. Nothing came out of it. Oh, oh, boo! I, I haven't even had a chance to like look into hype. it yet. And yeah. then I don't know if you saw um, the Mars rover found what looks like a doorway. Maybe it's a door. We'll we'll see. Um, Honestly, it looks like a door. It's really crappy, grainy footage, but it yeah. does look like a door. Okay, we're gonna have to attach that video <laughs> to this interview because I haven't seen that. Oh my god, girl, it's so good. I do have some other exciting news. Oh which yeah, is that the podcast has been turned into a series of middle grade nonfiction books. <sighs> And the what? one about Bigfoot will be out in October. It's called The Search for Sasquatch. Oh That's amazing. Congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. So Woo. excited for you. And it's 
so beautifully illustrated by this guy, Rafael Nobre. He's out of Brazil and it's really cool. And I'm excited for you guys to see it. Yeah. That's amazing. I think you should be doing TV with all of your right? stuff too, because you're just, you're just great. I think from your uh, lips to God's ears. Yeah. You need, <laughs> you need a little Netflix docu-series. That's, uh, right? that's Laura Krantz. Thank you so much for taking the time today. And especially Always. here on your big launch day, where can everybody find all your episodes and all of your everything? The podcast will be available on all the podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, you know, the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. um, if you become a premium subscriber, you can go to wildthingpodcast.com and click the link to become a premium subscriber. You will get the new episodes early. You will get access to all the bonus episodes exclusively from all three seasons. And then you get that warm, fuzzy feeling from supporting Aww. something you love. Yeah, Absolutely. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So definitely become a premium subscriber and keep in touch. Let us know how things are going. And uh, when you when you finally get, you know, a solid story about the little green men, we want to hear all about it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you'll be my first call. So Haunted AF will be returning on August 4th. In the meantime, you can find Rebecca and I on the Julie Sesso Movie Minute. So that's the film podcast mm -hmm. that we're releasing. Right. Which is really good. It is. <laughs> Especially when we bag on everybody like last week. <laughs> I was going to say, if you choose to listen, you can find it at juliesesso.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's <laughs> right. just the JSS Movie Minute. Um, but this is not like the Haunted AF podcast. We don't bleep. No. And we talk a lot of trash. <laughs> Especially if we're talking about, say, Zac Efron. Yeah. Or Bill Hader. Uh-huh. Who I don't care what you say is a sex bomb. Okay? <laughs> Bill Hader is a fox. A sex bomb. Don't at me. What does that even mean? People say that. I don't like, don't come at me, bro. I don't, don't know. Or like Twitter. On Twitter, they come at you with the at. I don't uh, know. But yeah, actually, next week, we're going to have a review of Maverick, the new oh, Top Gun I'm movie. I'm so excited to hear what you think. Yeah, I saw it last night. Awesome. So I got to save the review until next week. Yeah, we're also going to be posting weekly minisodes on our Patreon page. You can find those at patreon.com slash haunted AF. Yeah, definitely go check those out. That's exclusive content that we're posting every single week. And keep in touch. If you've got a story, you stumble please across something good, please send it. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use it on the next season or minisode of Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 